Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only, Puckle Battlecast. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Battlecast. We've got a really fun one lined up for you today because DLC just happened, so obviously that's what we're going to be talking about. And I've got two brilliant minds that have spent the last few days running the ladder, trying to figure out what the heck is good, what the heck is bad, and one of those people is doing a pretty darn good job with it. Say hello to P. McGee. Hello, P. McGee. Hello, hello. How goes it? Not bad, not bad. We'll get to this accomplishment that I'm hinting at here in a second, because <laughs> the whispers have begun. The words draft league have been uttered in the Smogon, di- not Smogon, wow, Puckle Discord, and we are joined today by Dr. Geo, the draft master himself. Hello, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, it's been fun, and thank you for doing all that you've been doing, practicing OU, and I can take advantage of your brain, so thank you for joining Oh, it's all thanks to P. Yeah, so speaking of which, what is this crazy accomplishment that you have managed, P. McGee? I know some people in the Smogon chat might be familiar with it, but go ahead and give us a rerun. Yeah, um, it's been a pretty exciting couple of days. I've been playing a lot of the DLC OU because I like when the meta is super crazy because then a lot of weird things happen and you can try to have fun with it. And so I had a pretty good run on ladder the last few days. I managed to get all the way to number three in the OU one pretty good run he I, says. I, what, what <laughs> humble is this all right drop, drop the mic tell, tell him, tell him. <laughs> if you don't i will uh, about what, what what number did you break three number three no no it was no, good. no that's ELO. like two thousand points right oh oh yeah i broke two thousand that was exciting that's first time i've ever done that that's yeah. really hard to do like when the max number on the ladder right now is 2096 yeah, yeah, it was a it was a crazy run. It's been a good month for me on ladder. I hit number one in the equally fun double OU for Gen Seven that everyone, of course, still plays. Oh. But it's still hard. Like, it's <laughs> not a trivial accomplishment. So congratulations on both. That's thank I'm, you. I'm really impressed. It's 
hard to do. Yeah, and we'll be talking about this team later on in the episode, spoiler alert, but he was kind enough to let us tinker around with it. And it's really good, by the way. Yeah, that was the way you used a lot for your testing, right, Gio? Almost exclusively, um, just to get a feel for the meta. Um, I'm a bit washed when it comes to OU team building, or was. Um, so he was <laughs> nice enough to lend me the team. Um, so I, I got high on the ladder, too. Not not anywhere near P's level, but high enough. Very few can get to peace level, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been just kind of trying to make memes work, you know. That's just what I do. I've I've really gotten into certain Pokemon that we'll talk about later and certain cores and things like that. It's been such a blast trying out all the new stuff. And kind of like P. McGee said, when everything is just out in the air, like, we have no idea what's going on. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. It's fun. Like, I... You get up to like some of the high ladder too, and you just see these joke teams, and yeah, like oh, it's it's great. And then you get to see the meta shift too as the days goes on. You see Mons being used for a few hours, and then then you don't see him anymore. But then you start to see him coming back. It's it's very fluid. It's mm-hmm. fun how it changes by the hour. I always like that about the new ones. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And seeing all that, like this is the perfect time for the puckle draft to be happening like i am so excited for that because everyone's creative juices are already kind of flowing on how to make things work in whatever ladder they're on right now because mm-hmm. each ladder was hit by something because even though the mons might not be down in each respective tier yet the moves are and in a lot of cases that led to a bunch of quick bands that led to a bunch of changes in overall viability so seeing how people are kind of having to adapt on the fly this makes me really excited for draft which is literally doing that every week so it's great uh but anyway we're gonna transition from the kind of just us gushing about how much we love new things to (laughs) the typical tier time that follows this and we're gonna give you a recap of every tier except for ou that's what we're gonna save for the topic because that's where most of the juice is so we will be right back with tier time it's tier time and we're back with the uber tier as always that's usually what we start with because it's very quick (laughs) because not a whole lot happens especially not this dlc that'll be very different in let's say november when the next one drops because that's when all the legends drop too oh yeah this one not so much i mean there's a there's a couple things that are kind of cool the moves haven't really hit up here too much there are some things like rillaboom has increased in viability even in ubers because grassy glide from that thing is terrifying it's more powerful than a talonflame's brave bird and that's all play up here so yeah that's something to keep in mind um which is to say something grass isn't that great of a type in my that's no. the problem that's what holds it back uh, that's why they won't nerf gale wings no. version of this or whatever <laughs> they won't they won't pull a talon flame on on this because grass is such a garbage offensive type so yeah um but one of the things that dropped that is brand new is obviously urshifu and that thing is tearing up the uber's ladder as well as the lower right, ladder it's Most, tearing up everything it's tearing up absolutely anything it touches yeah <laughs> And much like OU, it's mainly the single strike version that's really been doing <clears throat> been doing well. Because um, Dark is just hard to resist, unlike Water, which there are straight-up immunities, there's bulky resists. 
Dark is hard. Yeah, Dark's yeah. one of the best offensive types in the game. Mm-hmm. And a Dark 120 move that you can't reflect or boost your defenses out of, even the fairies aren't liking that for very long. Mm-mm. Does it go through reflect as well? I don't. I didn't know it did that. Well, oh yeah, crit, crit. yeah, crit. Yeah, crits yeah, ignore that. Duh, all the reflects and everything. Yeah, it's fun seeing. Um, what is it? Fun seeing the. Uh, oh god, the dark fairy guy. I've forgotten his name. Uh, Grimmsnarl. Uh, Grimmsnarl. Grimmsnarl. It's fun seeing Grimmsnarl try to set screens in front of him. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it does quad resist it, but meh, meh, still. I mean, it, uh, it's like you see the quad resist, and then it still does like forty five percent. It's like, well, yeah. this is not your defensive answer. <laughs> Poor Grimmsnarl. It looks so cool. I just wish it did something more than just put up screens. Oh well. Here we are. Uh, but one thing, Urshifu's got base 97 speed, which is right at the perfect area for Uber's webs teams. So that, in conjunction with an Alakazam, is very common up there. So that's a dangerous prospect. Al, you know, Urshifu covers the physical side. Alakazam covers the special slash physical side, thanks to Psyshock. They're a pretty good pair together with webs. Um Another thing up here that's kind of fun, it's a new move, and it's something can actually utilize it pretty well. It is kind of a meme, but one of the one of the big counters to a lot of things up there is Mandibuzz, just because Mandibuzz is Mandibuzz, and it does well with that. And it is often a counter to Eternatus, which is one of the S ranks among Zacian up there. The the one with the sword, the crowned. Thank you. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know Ubers, guys, but <laughs> uh, don't worry. One of the twelve people that do, they'll they'll, they'll they'll correct it in a comment somewhere. I'm sure. That being said, I want to play an Ubers game for this exact move specifically, and that is Power Herb Meteor Beam Eternatus. Sounds like fun. A- anything to you know take those two or two turns down to one and just blow it up. Yeah. I- it's like having a Z move again, but not it really. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Is that, what is that, 140 special rock move? 140 special rock move that on the charge turn cranks up your special attack by one stage. So power herb is just instant plus one special attack and a 140 base. Right, I, I looked it up. It, it's 120. Oh, a oh, 120? It, Sorry. And true yeah. to rock type, 90% accuracy. Of course. Obviously. True to rock. But still, like meteors... <laughs> Oh, Special attack meteors. Oh, it's that too good. It's like too so good fun. not to use. So that's a way to eat Mandibuzz if you hate it. Um, <laughs> Magirna's making a splash up here. It's primarily defensive because uh, that's just what it needs to be all up in here. Uh, and also, uh, just because it's banned in OU does not mean that Baton Pass is banned everywhere. And full Baton Pass teams are occurring. Of course now they that- are. Yeah, gear is back, so you have something that can end the game and sweep with, as well as keep us keeping on gathering boosts. Oof. Scolipede is back, so you have a really solid lead to start getting those early ones. It's a it's a fun time if you want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Ubers. Um, as I mentioned, we are going to be skipping OU for the time being. That's normally what we do next. And hop on down to UU, because... The the way that they do tiering, we covered this a little bit last month, all fully evolved Pokemon start off if, when they're released in OU, and they'll make their way down, kind of like how we've been making fun of Galarian Slowpoke for the past four months, except this time they're they're changing it up a little bit. So previously, like 
for instance, let's take let's take Luxray that would have next month dropped from OU to UU, even though we all know it de- deserves to go in ZU, where it should never be seen again. <laughs> this time, they're going to take the pretty much raw usage from the end of this two week period at the end of June that's been happening, take what it is there and drop it in the appropriate tier. So Luxray will go from OU to ZU all the way in one go. We won't have to wait. So that's a good thing. But that does mean that all these fully evolved things are not yet in these lower tiers. The only changes are new abilities and new moves, really, down here that Mm -hmm. might have changed around. So starting off with UU, since last time, two things were banned through a normal process, and that was Drizzle and Haxorus. So Haxorus did get banned in the end. Drizzle was a surprise one because Pelipper fell to UU since last month and people were like, nope, we just got rid of Sun. We don't need this. <laughs> we do not. Because Barrascuta gets to hang down there too and that's messy. And Kingdra, uh-huh. like the whole whole water sweep just gets to hang down there. So yeah, that makes Kingdra sense. will land there. So yeah, it's going to be <laughs> scary. Um, one DLC quick ban that happened and this is this is the same as all the other tiers so we can go ahead and mention it here. Chansey is banned from everywhere that isn't OU. So surprise, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the big shock there. That was a DLC quick ban because that thing is top ten OU. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to be in no, UU no, for no, more no. than an hour. Hundred uh, percent usage of any serious player if they leave it in. Yeah, like you just can't kill it. <laughs> uh, in UU though, you have Porygon two that can kind of be a a swap for it. Same with RU. Uh, I so always like Porygon 2s. I love it. Is cool. with him. I it is cool. It. And down here, it can do some fun stuff, like kind of really hinder um, Chandelure by tracing its flash fire, things like that. Um, Rillaboom, I don't know how long it's going to stay down here, because between, it, between, between Grassy Surge and now Grassy Glide, whew, it might see OU for a month, just because it's new toy stuff, but... As I think we were talking about already, grass is just not such a good offensive typing. And there's so many good new grass walls that showed up in OU. I just don't know how Rillaboom it, makes it, it more than like a month or two in OU. Right. But then the if he goes up, is, like, does he end up in Bandless the BL or BL? Or I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think there's other things that are going to have to kind of shift and turn because you're going to see an increased usage with new toys for the defensive mods and then it'll be another cycle after that i think before things are finally settled down yeah Yeah, for sure one thing down here though specifically is how much rillaboom enables a whole lot of other things through either the healing that they get the boosted grass power or even just comboing with the terrain seeds especially because this is much better than pinkerton in some situations so some things that love it, Necrozma and Reuniclus absolutely love getting just an instant start off to their stored power frenzy and just the healing. Uh, Delmise is another cool thing that I've seen comboed with Rillaboom because Delmise, fun fact, gets Grassy Glide and Poltergeist. Ooh. He, he got and some help. Power Whip. Yeah, he got some Delmise help. is scary. Wow. Wow. Uh, can you imagine that? What is that thing? Like base 130 attack yeah, with a priority enormous. move? It's <laughs> enormous. <laughs> Who cares about that? What, what is it? Like 30 speed? Something awful? It's something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's but good. you could, 
And Poltergeist, a 110 base power physical ghost move that can miss 10% of the time, but it's still really good. Uh, Delmize is scary in both of the tiers that it's in. RU has some problems with it, too, just because of these new moves. I mean, but, sometimes when you hit like a truck, that's all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of hitting like trucks, we've got something similar to Eternatus up in Ubers where you can do Necrozma with Power Urban Meteor Beam to KO Incineroar, which is arguably one of the best things in UU right now. Oof. Of of course he gets Necrozma, the (laughs) mini legendary that could. Well, anything space related seems to be getting Meteor Beam. And I think in the description of the move, it says the Pokemon gathers space power Hmm. to summon a Meteor. Things like Jirachi, all of the... In a cruel, cruel sense, all of the Galar fossils get Meteor Beam? Mm. <laughs> yes, putting that special Much attack help. to use. Much help, thank it's, you. <laughs> it's more just the morbidity of a dinosaur summoning its own meteor that kind of gets to me. <laughs> but anyway, Incineroar is incredible down here. Use it because it's the god of UU. It can stop all sorts of crazy things like the aforementioned Necrozma, Reuniclus, Chandelure, Poltegeist, Deblade. I mean, lots of big, big ugly threats down here are held in check by Incineroar. So. Nice. One that does yeah. a little bit of everything. Good for it, you, Incineroar. Exactly. And it's got like a half dozen sets it can run. Choice, bulky, pivot whatever it it's good it's he really good he is the lando t of uu honestly yeah and he has intimidate so it's a very yeah. very good parallel <laughs> does whatever your team needs exactly well you guys have probably heard me talking straight enough let's run over to ru and throw it to geo what's going on down there well down here in ru you know same quick bands <clears throat> we have chancy duh and in mm. ddm because expanding force is the dumbest thing I've ever seen to come out of psychic terrain. Yeah. <laughs> oh my That's, god. What is that? Base one twenty with psychic terrain out plus the psychic terrain boost. Oh, is that correct? Times. Yeah. Yeah, and it's two I, times. I don't know if it stacks with the psychic terrain. I think it does, but uh, they're working uh, on that in the battle, battle, battle mechanics two, thread. Yeah, instead Oof. of one point two, it's supposed to be doubled. I think something so, like that. Yeah, uh, it's. It's bonkers. And it's like, that's not even the worst part about it. It lets him set up for other people to use it, like Alakazam. Uh, It's it's bonkers, man. And I mean, down in RU, like, Ndidi's enough to use it by themselves, so... Yeah, thank goodness there's no Alakazam down here, or else that would just be stupid. Yeah. I uh, love how all the uh, terrains got, great, like, new moves. Like, we got Rising yeah. Voltage and um, Expanding force and grassy glide and then poor misty terrain just gets like a, a weaker explosion <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, this does remind me wait till the tapus one day find their way back they oh, are yeah. confirmed for fall so we have a few months without them and then they're back the, are, are, are we gonna see our coco and our <clears throat> what's the psychic one tapu lele are, are they gonna go straight up to ubers we'll see I mean, they did nerf the terrain boost, so that's very, very important. It was a 50% boost, now it's a 30% boost, so that's a big difference in overall viability. It might make Tapu Koko run physical now, for example. Yeah, but he gets rising. Does he get rising voltage? If he gets rising voltage, it doesn't really make a difference. We don't know. We don't don't know yet. We don't know that yet. All right, well, to continue on, anyway, um, Claydol got some updates. Uh, You've got Teleport and Scorching Sands. So 
that have fun with that down there. Another teleport user that can do some utility for you. Um, it can pivot. <sighs> and he's a bulky boy down there. So good luck breaking him. But if you yeah. are going to break him, you know, our boy <laughs> Delmise is also down in RU. So for the same reasons that you listed up there for you, you know, he's got, you know, 130 attack. It's just going to be a monster down here. Poltergeist or Poltergeist and Power Whip. And it, can it spin? It can spin. It does get rapid spin, so it can boost its own speed. <laughs> hey, you use two or three of those and you'll be a regular Pokemon. Off to the races. <laughs> and it's pretty bulky. Like, it could get a spin or two off. It's possible. <laughs> so, speaking of the new move, Scorching Sands, Charizard and Ninetales both got it. So, Colossal's viability goes down because, you know, that's that times four weakness. Yeah. So, you, you, you can't really uh, it, it hurts him so because yeah, he used to he used to hard check those two. Oh yeah he, he just yeah. bring them in and like charizard and nine tails what are they gonna do that Nothing. was pretty much the only reason people ran it was yeah. to check the fire types down there and oops <laughs> <laughs> oops indeed <laughs> uh, scyther got dual wing beat which is really fun with technician it's basically like a double slap it's base 60 i think normally after technician yes it's base 40 normally so each one okay. is base 60 so but, it's but i mean that's a base 120 attack for him so and that's before stab so it's 180 yeah so that, like hard hit and move and, and that's great because scyther you know yeah he's just gonna pivot a lot until you, you um he can just clean up he's got a great speed tier for the ru and isn't he like 100 or something close to that one yes. of five. Well, oh gosh, he's like a sword dance away from going crazy. Yeah, and I think the attack stat is one ten or one oh five as well, Ooh. so it's pretty good. I mean, it's got the same base stat total as Scizor; it's just in different places. <laughs> I thought he got like twenty more Scizor. Did. Nope, not a nope. thing. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Oh my! That's the only Pokemon that does not change base stat total upon evolution. <laughs> it oh, just wow. moves it around. And I'll be to close out our RU news. Galurk and Gorgeist now have a physical ghost type move and what we talked about before. So have fun. Use it. Uh, especially with Galurk. Go punch things really hard. Yeah. It does such a good job. Ghost is such a fun type to attack with, too. It's no dark yeah. type, but like it's close. It's real close. I mean, there's only two things that resist it functionally. Normal and dark. Right. Mm-hmm. Dark, so. dark has like three, I think. Fighting fairy, dark. Yeah, three things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ghost is scary. So hop into the next tier. Let's throw it to McGee. What's what's going on at NU? All right, same old, same old. Some of the EVO light users got kicked right out of there. Um, also, same thing with NDDF. It, apparently, expanding force plus psychic terrain is a little busted. So off they go. Uh, uh, Basculin, Gorgeist, and Scyther got to stay for now. I don't know how long. I feel like Scyther might move up the chain a little bit just because... He's got some good moves and he can run around with uh, heavy duty boots. So he can actually, I feel like Scyther might have some more viability than normal. We'll see how he yeah. does. Wait, oh, Thwacky gets Grassy Surge? I thought that was yes, only the final does. one. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So Fun Thwacky's boys. doing some work. <laughs> um, Dusknor and Trevenant, um, also great poltergeist abusers. So basically, so. A lot of ghosts got Poltergeist, which is nice to see. Obviously, uh, we'll talk about No You, who the best one is with it right now. But 
Yeah. It, it's good to see a lot of these poor ghost ones that were running around with Shadow Claw and Shadow Sneak for ages have a usable over 100 ghost move they can actually do some damage with now. Um, teleport is obviously a great move this generation, thanks to its negative priority. So Magneton and Slowpoke are doing some work with that with Eviolite. Not too unlike their evolved forms and higher tiers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to you, Slowpoke. Um, yeah. Basculin's pretty good. Just a hard-hitting. Um, and he gets flip turn, which did not get great distribution for physical no, water only like, Pokemon. No. Only like a lot 12 of, things got it in general, right? Or something like that? Something yeah. like that. And like the best one's probably Barrascuta, because you yeah. can actually use it with his band. But it's that's not... Ugh. Yeah, that's I, the even biggest if thing some about it. Water Mons got it. It's like, do you really want to run it over things? Like, if you, because I think Vaporeon has it, right? Yeah. Cool. So it's like Vaporeon used to be running Wish, Protect, Scald, Ice Beam, something like that. Maybe with a Heal Bell in there. And it's yeah, like, either like you, Heal Bell, Toxic, some some random fourth move. Yeah, it's but, like, do you really want to give up Scald for Flip Turn? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So yeah. Basculin's kind of doing the water stuff now in that tier. I don't. I think he had decent speed too, so he probably can make some use of that flip turn for some. I think it's like mid nineties. Well, that's not bad at all. So yeah, some good maybe banded pivots with flip turn. Yeah, it's got a base sixty. Damage. Yeah, ninety eight speed too. Yeesh. Okay, and he adaptability too. Yeesh. Ooh, all right. Well, he can do some sound like a lot of fun down there for him. Yeah. With flip turn. Um, so that's most of what's going on in NU right now. Thievil got access to, has access to Stakeout and Burning Jealousy. Um, I don't remember what Stakeout does as an ability. Stakeout is if they switch out the thing that you do a lot more bonus damage to the thing that comes in. Ooh. Which, hmm. which odd enough, so does the move Burning Jealousy. <laughs> they stack with each other. Ooh. <laughs> Which was guess, previously unavailable. The move, not the move, obviously the move, and the ability on Thievel was previously unavailable, you can, but you can get it now. All right. Ah, exciting. So it can do something. Good job, Thievel. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're yeah. trying your best. <laughs> He's doing the best he can, which is not a lot. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to wrap it up with the PU tier, which is, you know, Lux Race Home next month, and... A couple of regular bans through the regular process. Galarian, Rapidash, and Golurk were banned pretty early in the month before the DLC dropped. Lots of DLC-related ones, though, that were just quick bans immediately. So, brace yourselves. They are Scyther, Magneton, Porygon 2, Basculin, Hitmontop, Gorgeist, Normal, Large, and Supersize, Silvalli, Bug, Psychic, Electric, and Grass. So those are the bands. A lot of those got new moves. Obviously, Gorgeist got access to Poltergeist. Hitmontop got access to Triple Axel. Basculin got access to Flip Turn. And the others are just banned for existing and not being fully evolved. So, And Silvalli continues to do Silvalli things and just replace the last ones that got banned. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Silvalli Rock is now seeing usage because it's one of the few remaining down here. Um but we mentioned Thievil before, and it's actually, especially after all of these particular bands, it's something that I never thought I would say this, but has to be kind of kept on the radar because it, one of its other abilities is Unburden, which you all know how much I absolutely love Halucha. <laughs> 
and you know Thwacky's down here and can do the grassy terrain. So is Pincurchin. It's possible down here to do electric terrain. So just compare it with one of those and have a seed and nasty plot, and you can go to town. And you got Burning Jealousy, as mentioned above, and that gives you really good fire coverage on top of your other coverage. So, yeah. Ironically, though, even though it might be its best partner, Choice Band Thwacky might also be one of its best checks, too, because... It doesn't care about unburden if it's gliding across the grass like an edge dancer. So <laughs> that's just how it goes. Um, another thing that really enjoys particular bands of Silvalli grass and electric is Slowpoke. It really likes that. It's doing the same thing that its big brother does up in OU, where it just teleports around, heals with Regenerator. This one has Eviolite. Um it also likes the fact that Gorgeist is no longer down here because that's two ways that it could be hit super effective. And it pairs well with Tangela, just like in OU, where Slowbro and Tangrowth make a great pair. So it's it's doing pretty much the same thing as up there. It's it's really good. Dubwool is something that a lot of people are just waiting for the day that it finally becomes too much with everything down there. It also got access to the ability Bulletproof, whether it's better than Fluffy or not, we have yet to see. We'll find out. And finally, another big old ugly nasty threat down here that a lot of people are scared to death of, rightfully so, is Phalanx. Because one turn and that thing just ah. goes to town. <laughs> Phalanx finally to found that. a home? That's good. Yeah. I mean, outside yeah, it, of random battles? Outside of random, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's doing well down here. I mean, that... What is that? What is that? No retreat? That's the move? Oh, yeah. That's the oh, move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just a single turn. It's stuck in there with you, but you're stuck in there with it, in a sense. So, yeah, it's 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 scary. But that's kind of all the tiers. Just really quick going over it. Again, the only things that could change right now are not fully evolved things and new moves that hit these tiers. We'll see what happens Next month, when everything finally settles into its new home from OU down to where they kind of sort of actually belong, yep. a lot of things are going to change next month. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch that. Uh, as far as other tiers, a couple things happened. Just a couple bands in Doubles OU and Monotype. Doubles OU banned Magirna and Melmetal since last time you heard my lovely voice. And Monotype quick banned Magirna because it's just too much basically magirna is only not banned from ou that's like magirna's yep. only home right now other than ubers because uber is kind of like the default final resting place magirna's yeah. got one place left <laughs> yep and boy howdy is it good there and that's a pretty good that's a pretty good transition because we are going to come right back at you with the topic where we're going to talk about two distinct things one is ou what it looks like right now what it might look like in a month and Kind of, since we have the king of drafting here himself, we're going to go over what this DLC did for Draft League, because this is coming out before the Puckle Draft has started. So, you know, maybe there's some cool sleepers you didn't think of. So we will be right back. All aboard. It's time for the topic. And we are back. We are in the topic, which is going over OU, what's new, what's different, what's on hype what was hype but turns out it doesn't work out very well things like that 
And the first thing that I am pleased with all of my heart to say is the thing that we're not surprised about at all. Since last time, Dracovish has officially been banned. I think it had like a 90% ban vote rate. Uh, <sighs> ridiculously strong. Thank heavens. Go go away forever. I no Goodbye. longer have to see Seismitoad again in my life unless I'm up against a meme rain team that didn't find a better rocker. It's okay. Quagsire's here to take his place. Oh, it yeah. really is. Oh, my lord. <laughs> like, yeah. No one Waterground disappears and new one rises. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I really have seen it. So, like, yesterday morning playing OU, you still see a few seismitoads hanging about, and then by the, the evening, they're gone. Same yep. thing. <laughs> Not, nothing this morning, but then by about midday, I start seeing some <sighs> Quagsire showing up, and I'm like, no, no, this is actually worse. Uh, can I have Seismitoad back? <laughs> can I have Seismitoad? Can I please take advantage of your team slot again? Uh, so I, I don't know if he'll stick around. It may just be response stuff right now, but the team of the episode has a little bit of problems with him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seismitoad's a real, a real nuisance. Yeah. yeah. Quagsire. No kidding. Quagsire. Yes. Yeah, Sorry. I'm yeah. reading Seismitoad. Seismitoad's gone. He's useless now, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Thank goodness, stupid frog. I never liked him. But I mentioned things that might be good, things that might be falling off. Tell me, tell me, McGee, wh- what is Libero Cinderace? Is that finally is that finally over hype train wise, or is that actually something that's going to stick? Oh, he's sticking around. I mean, this isn't like the top tier of Greninja of like Gen Seven and Six, but this is still a really really scary Cinderace because he can one hit KO Dracapult with Sucker Punch now. He can bulk up and smack things around with Pyroball. He adamant sets can one hit KO Volcaronas if they're not invested in defense. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I've done that quite a few times and that's always very exciting to see them. I mean, just go down. in general, he's got great coverage. He can pivot. Like you can, he can run him with U turn. Oh, he, he's strong. Like he's strong. There's not a lot. Sta- there's not a lot that comes in safely on him and knows they can come in safely on him until he's kind of shown his set. I mean, because like whew, he gets priority with Sucker Punch, which is a nice little surprise. Uh, he gets Zen <laughs> Headbutt, so like a bulk up, and then Zen Headbutt can can demolish a lot. Not cannot KO, but it can hurt a lot of Tox Spexes for good damage, which aren't running Baneful Bunker very much right now. So you can pretty safely throw your your Zen Headbutts around without yeah. dealing with that. So he's just got a lot going for him at the moment, and, and Iron Head, and. I haven't seen much Ironhead, but it's there. It is there. I've, I've seen it a little bit, but it, it's really team niche. Like, if you need that extra bit of coverage. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's okay. Need that Clefable I, gone. I, I think it's really to answer... Um, oh, not Clef. I mean, it can answer Clef a little bit, but uh, Togekiss. I think that's why these teams are running it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I'm seeing it on teams that, like, that's their only hmm. real answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got Gunshot, too, just to make things a little more fun. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. Yeah. And and there's Electro Ball because Slowbro oh, is yeah. one of the few because Slowbro is one of the few things that can kind of handle um Cinderaces and Mole sets because they don't mm. usually want to U-turn on Slowbro because they know he's probably Rocky Helmet. And so it's not doing them a lot of good to U-turn on him because he can just regenerate out Electro and not really ball. cost any damage. So now we're seeing some Electro Ball sets to really deal with the Slowbro. <laughs> just just wait till wow. we get Ash Cinderace one day. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I, I, we, 
Let's go. Besides, it'll be it'll be go cinder race. You know. <laughs> oh no! What if that? Ha- Never mind. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna have nightmares tonight. I promise myself. Anyway, <clears throat> so just like the other tiers, another cool thing that's kind of happened here is obviously the new moves that we've been mentioning here and there. You know, grassy glide, poltergeist. Those are big ones. But some of the other things that are up in here or things like wicked blow and surging strike urshifu's two signature moves because urshifu is here it's a new thing it's not a box legend level powerful it's what's its base stat total like 550 the same as Volcarona? 550 550 yeah so it's 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 still a legendary technically but yeah it's it's good so it's here and we're trying it out and oh holy mackerel it's I apologize to everybody on, you know, the various streams on Discord that I was convinced that the water one was going to absolutely be far and away the better one of the two. I I apologize to you if you walked over to the water tower and did that with because of me. <laughs> because as of right now, the dark one far exceeds the water one in overall viability. Not saying the water one's bad, but no, it's just uh, when compared it from, to yeah. from the memes, the wicked strike go burr. Yeah. Oh my god, it goes burr. Uh, let's see, I, I think we can count on one hand the mons that can switch into a Wicked Strike. Mandibuzz? Um, As usual. <clears throat> Clef now, because Clef is running like full physical, or oh, yeah. more Clef? physical bulge. Yeah, and just enough to avoid it. Nagirna. Yep. Cool, that's that's just about it. You'll, yeah. Uh, you two hit KO to- Toxapex, um... Ferrothorn. Hippowdon with close combat or Wicked Blow. Yeah. Like. Hippowdon can come in. Full bulky Hippowdon can come in, especially with the Rocky Helmet. Forces them right out. But I'm seeing that a lot. Okay. I, 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 as of this morning, people were still, you know, doing the traditional, like, mixed or special even. So maybe they've they've switched. That's why we're seeing a bit of Galarian Weezing coming in too right now because he can, not a lot, but he's kind of like a niche pick as like a handle for, um, Dark Shifu. I don't know. Really, I don't know what we're calling him yet. We don't really Single have strike. nicknames. <laughs> Dark uh, Shifu. Pangoro, like but good. Pangoro, Pangoro but good. I, I I like the kung fu. The real kung fu panda. You called him <laughs> <laughs> kung fu panda. Yeah, <laughs> kung fu panda. Yeah, because that's the primary set on this thing is choice band. Scarf also sees play, but it's not band as good. Is far like, band is just uh, because if you pair it up with any type of speed control, he sweeps. Like yeah, yeah. Absolutely, like, and everyone's running up a high ladder. They're using that and some sort of thunder wave user, mostly mm-hmm. Chansey with a small amount um, doing Togekiss. Um, it, so everyone's just trying to paralyze everything and then get Urshifu into Bonk. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrifying. Oof, yeah, because you can't you can't switch into it. Something's gonna die. And even if you do do it correctly unlike things like Dra- the yeah unlike things like dracovish that you know you kind of forced it to lock itself into a move this can just u-turn on your on your prediction so now it kind of knows what you're going to do next time it comes in and now they've got momentum it's got mm-hmm. a pivot move it's it's scary in that way very scary but but uh it's it, it runs into a little problem i have where i'm on strong enough and it's like what's the counter you have to predict his move. That's like the yeah. only thing you can do. That doesn't feel too great. <laughs> now, having said that, I think the answer is for him. 
are strong enough that he's not going to be bumped out of OU, but I could be wrong. We'll see what the usage stats to say as, you know, he gets quote unquote figured out, but like he's strong, but not like overwhelmingly meta defining, mm-hmm. but he also kind of is. Yeah. We'll see. I, I think he's getting figured out a little bit though. Yeah. And one thing I want to take a moment and say just before people start thinking it is from what the OU tiering council people have said, at the at the moment, they're not going to be doing any quick bans on anything. They want to see how stuff plays out. And because nothing is quite as bad as, say, like Porygons 2 suddenly landing in NU or whatever, there's nothing that bad. Urshifu's scary, but it's it's stoppable you, in a and sense. And you know what he's going to do. Like, yeah. he, he has a little bit of coverage he can switch up, but, like, you know, his, his bread and butter are... Wicked Strike for the Dark One and Rapid Strike for the um, Water One. So, like, you, you you do know what he's going to do. Right. And they've yes. only got eight power points, so clever Corviknight plays can drop those down quick. Things like that. But, yeah, nothing's being quick banned at the moment. That's The big three right now that people are looking at is Urshifu, mainly Single Strike. Magirna and Volcarona are the big three that people are kind of scared of and we're looking at to consider doing a quick ban but well, nothing is happening right now they will be normal suspects when their time comes in a couple months maybe i mean we can yeah. do like it we can do the sandwich wise like we started off with a good one let's talk about these big three let's let's talk about the bad one uh volcarona um, <laughs> yeah the volcarona's the bad one can't, I, can't believe I, I, it. I, I, and i will say when i saw the mons coming out i saw the volk and i was like oh this thing's gonna demolish everything like the yeah. um, the fire moth he's going up to uber's and how wrong could I have been? Mm-hmm. It's how me and Seth were talking about water or single or um, surging strike Urshifu. We were convinced he was going to be much better than Wicked Blow. And yeah. then within like 10 hours, we were proven very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, but it's just, but yeah. you know, Chansey exists. And I didn't play with too much Chansey previous gens. Like, my go-to Volk answer was Heatran. So mm-hmm. it's like, now that I get to play with Chansey, especially since there's no, you know, Z moves or anything like that that you could really burst the Chansey down with. Volk just doesn't do anything. So, mm-hmm. and I think we were also excited too because we knew heavy duty boots is in the game and we knew this is one of the ones that could really take advantage of that item because it, the issues in past is that you had to have a clean field to get Volcarona in there. And so you thought, oh, well, now I don't have to worry about that. I can get him in whatever I feel is convenient. And so it seemed like it would just kind of take over. I mean, I still think it's scary. If you don't, I think Seth said it already. If you don't, it, it either six O's you or it does nothing. But thankfully, it was introduced with a lot of decent checks because obviously there's Chansey. And then offensively, we got Azumarill. So uh, Banded Azumarill can quickly Aqua Jet. Maybe even just standard Aqua Jet will take care of business. I don't yeah, know. I'd have to check. I think uh, it's close. I think it's really uh, close. You, you it can might probably spec it to survive. But then, yeah. I, I, I mean... Not many people ever, or at least back in Gen 7, were running, you know, true 252, 252. Uh, they were putting yeah. some in defenses to survive a lot of those checks. So I'd imagine it's going to be the same. So, I, I mean, mm-hmm. Volk is strong enough that you have to have some sort of answer to it on your team. But, like, it can be as simple as just, you know, um, Chansey right now is the big flavor of the month. Or, like you said, a Zoomerol, which is seeing a fair amount of use, I think. Oh, and yeah. I would say... I would say the other big thing about Volk is that its counters overlap with a lot of other things that need to be countered. Unlike uh, unlike Urshifu, which 
makes you use silly things like Galarian wheezing from occasion. Volcarona's counters are Toxapex, Chansey, Alolan Marowak, Rotom Heat. Those all are all things that you would run anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you it you want to make sure you have something for it, but in your normal team building process, you might have already built something in there. So you don't really have to add anything extra to account for Volcarona. That's the biggest thing that it's got a problem with. It's kind of the same for Magirna, which is the other of the big three, where it, it Magirna being popular causes fire types to be popular, which counter Volcarona, which it keeps them all in this weird triangle of keeping them all in check. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except for Magirna right now is landing into a meta very favorable to it. Very favorable. It's the number one used mon right now. It's, it's at 37% so usage at the moment, if you count both colors. <laughs> there is no difference in terms of stats, no. just the color. I oh, yeah. love Magirna right now. I like oh. playing with it. I mean, I know, I especially, it. like, once you get past 1500, like, every team has a fire type because they have to. Like, it's either Rotom, Marowak, or Rotom, Marowak, Volcarona, or Cinderace. Every team yeah. has one of those on there specifically to deal with Magirna or just an opposing Magirna because that can sometimes work as a check. But Magirna is just so much fun to play with right now because you can be having an awful game, but they might have messed up and left a little window for your Magirna to get in and get, like, two turns of setup, and then it's over. Magirna yeah. goes nuts. Like, because eh, eh, eh. they decided the one thing Magirna needed that it was lacking last gen was a recovery move. Woohoo! <laughs> Ooh, it, it's it's rough because it's pretty easy to predict too. Like it, until maybe you get to like sixteen hundred or so on the ladder, where you get mm-hmm. your Magirna in and you're like, "Do I call mind or iron defense?" And once you do one, uh, you can usually go for the other one because they may switch back, and at that point, yeah. game's over. Mm-hmm. After after an iron defense, Pyroball Cinderace only does like forty percent, so you yep. can do something. And the two moves that it got that are that are the most pivotal, uh, the aforementioned recovery move that McGee talked about is Draining Kiss, which is okay. It heals a lot as far as like it's not normal Giga Drain where it de- heals fifty percent. I think it heals two thirds of the damage it does. Yeah, uh, or maybe even be three quarters, but that may be with the item. I don't know something like that. Yeah, but it it heals a lot. It's a very weak move still, so that's good. Uh, it's also a contact move, even though it's special. So that's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. So you can get burned by Volcarona. You can get iron barbed by a Ferrothorn. That's happened to me a couple times. Where I was like, yeah, I can recover. Aww. <laughs> uh, the other move that goes so well with especially its ability is stored power that it finally has so that's why this this calm mind iron defense set sounds memey but when you realize that it also gets those two moves that it runs with it holy moly i've turned around so many battles by getting a clutch iron defense or calm mind in and just starting the spree oh yeah you know and soul heart cranks up your special attack every time you knock something out so it just feeds right into stored power and draining kiss oh I love it. it it's it feels, so fun. It feels so good. And that doesn't make the other sets less viable either. You can still, Absolutely. you can still, you know, go for pivot trick type sets. It's very versatile as a Pokemon. So Volt Switch is not to be underestimated because that yeah. can, that can hit a lot of things for still solid damage. And then, cause a lot of times you'll send in your Cinderace when you see a Volker or when you see a Magirna come out. And so it, it will predictively volt switch on you, and then it still does a good amount of chip damage yeah, to Cinderace. Like 
30% or something on yeah. Busted. It's it's nuts. And he has a lot of side options. Taking chip. Yeah. So. It got trick as well. That's another thing. So you can yeah. start really using choice items. Uh, trick Trick's nice up in the higher ladders for taking care of Chansey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because you'll, you'll see Chansey switching a lot to Nagirna because you can paralyze it and then just win the trades with seismic toss. Yeah. Usually not, not always, but it's... if you're plus, if you're plus two, when the Chansey comes in and you have at least 50% health, you can oh, yeah, get no. one more and install at the Chansey. That's great. Yeah. Yep. But like I mentioned with the Volcarona, this, it, it sounds terrifying. It sounds broken. It sounds like it should be quick banned, but it is very hindered by number one, it's speed, obviously, even though shift mm-hmm. gear exists, but a lot of things that just counter it or check it really, really hard are good for other reasons. It There's a lot of overlapping counters to a lot of overlapping things. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're all here keeps them all in check together. Cinderace is good. Uninvested. I I think there's a point in the defense where it kind of switches, but like Urshifu, close combat with Banded. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't you can't switch Magirna into that. It does about 50% maybe yeah. a little more so like it's you, you can switch it into the um, wicked strike but you can't switch it into the close combat so it's it's troubling yep i do like that the popularity of magirna has given a lowland marowak new life oh my god i love yes. seeing him he's he's it, such a cool mod and he can run a couple of different sets too which makes him extra scary because you don't know like there's the rockhead flare bit set and that's scary uh flare blitz and poltergeist just blast right. through a lot of things yeah and then there's like the I more defensive see. sets that are running like fire punch and um and they and lightning just to rod. be an extra check on magirna they're running um what is it lightning rod so they can't even volt yeah. switch out and he's and he gets stealth rocks too so yeah he, he can kind of he's kind of like the new toad in a sense he's kind of got a lot of things he can do yeah i like seeing him up here it's nice except he's cool unlike oh, yeah. But also, like, the Lightning Rod one com- almost completely invalidates Rotom Heat other than Toxic. So Ooh. it can't even pain split off of you because you have similar HP stats. Ooh. I so had not just, realized. Yeah, just watch for Toxic and Lightning Rod completely disables Rotom Heat. <laughs> <laughs> then you poltergeist it and bop it. Uh, and Magnazone is terrified of this thing. I've seen some Slowbro just completely forego an item because... Yep. If it, Poltergeist, Poltergeist uses the item to attack it, that's the flavor text of it. If the Pokemon isn't holding an item, Poltergeist does nothing. So I have seen Slowbro with nothing to keep Marowak in check. <laughs> uh, those are some of the big new things, though. Uh, there are some old Pokemon that now have new life breathed into them or have to adapt for fear of falling off completely. We've already mentioned Rillaboom and its Grassy Glide. It gets a priority move now, which is awesome for it. Swords Dance, Choice Band, Choice Scarf, those sets are all incredibly good now because of this one move together with it. But other things have had to really kind of adapt, especially now that Chansey's back, now that Volcarona's back. Biggest case in point is Dragapult. I've been seeing the Rise and the DD Dragapult. Yeah, yeah, because special based ones don't, really have a place here they're entirely walled by chancy they can't do anything can't shadow ball it and they can only get one draco meteor up which for like does no damage and they're forced out no it does like 25 30 percent damage it's like if you're not specced but like Mm -hmm. 
even then, if you take 50% on the switch end to a Draco, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Chansey's fine. <laughs> oh, and be- so. Before you start getting excited about how Dragapult, you know, it might have new life now that it got a new move. Uh, no. It got nothing, pretty got, much. Got it did not. Darts. It, it did not get Poltergeist, though, so it still oh, has to rely on Phantom Force for its best shadow stab, its best oh. ghost stab, which, if they have a Chansey on the team, just says, okay, switch in now. Yep. <laughs> that- Although Chansey's not usually doing much damage either because it's only got Seismic Toss normally, and if maybe it's running um, Toxic or uh, Thund- T-Wave. Thunder Wave is the big one, yeah. Yeah, but then the, I'm not seeing a lot of Dragapult sets that are substitute again because then they entirely invalidate Chansey. Yep. yep. It's having so, to adapt. So, I've seen yeah. one really cool one that is kind of status and physical attacks. I've also seen mixed Dragapult, where it's kind of got a little bit of both. Like something with status, Dragon Darts, Steel Wing, and U-Turn. Yeah, that status I, could be Willow or T-Wave. A lot of Will-O-Wisp for the Dragapults yep. is what I've been seeing. Like yeah. Will-O-Wisp, DD, and then Flavor Moves. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's been actually pretty effective, because you gotta you got to guess the set kind of going into it. Yeah, Dragapult's got enough in its arsenal. It's never got to fall below UU. I don't think this gen, but it ha- it it's had to change its like tried and true spec set because that just isn't going to work the way it used to. So it's it's interesting seeing what people are coming up with right now. Oh, yeah. I, I think it'll stay in OU for a while, but that may just be old habits dying hard. But like it it almost seems too strong for UU. Yeah, there's no sure. way it could fall to UU. So I mean, it, at the very worst, it like slides to BL. But I, I don't even know if that happens. People are still going to use it. I don't it. think it'll I, go I that think far you, down. When you have a fast mon with great coverage with U-turn. I, I think people are always going to use it. Yeah, what is I it? One forty-two speed. Right? Yeah, one forty-two. Really, that's, it's, yeah, that's good. I, th- I think it might land on once we finally get a viability rank out, and this kind of has some time. I think it might end up landing on like the B plus mm-hmm. or A minus. It's sure. definitely not A plus anymore, but it'll 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 fall off a little bit. But yeah. Some other things, uh, for those of you who hated Clefable, congratulations. Clefable is basically dead because, I mean, it's not dead. It's still very good. It's just not at 60% usage anymore. It's at 34, <laughs> which Ooh. is less than Meg- Magirna. What, how, what garbage? 34%? Let's I mean, it down it's, a tier. it's less than Lando T <laughs> and, you know, whatever. Is Magirna the new Lando T? Maybe. Find out more <laughs> at 11. Find out does more it, next week. Does it even have a stat above 100 no. No, that's the weirdest <laughs> thing. They're all like 70 and 80. Ugh. I think the defensive stats are like 90-ish for the special defense and like 80-ish for the defense, 95 for the special deck, which is buffed in Gen 6. Just so, has pure fairy typing. and It might go from S plus to S. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's still very good. It's changing from Wishport. That's now among the sets that it uses. It's not the set that you assume. Like T Wave knockoff soft boiled moonblast is good. Stealth Rock Setter is good. Life Orb is okay, but it's usable. It this goes back to the Volcarona Magirna problem, where its counters were newly introduced and now overlap with each other. So the more Magirna rises, the more Clefable will fall. <laughs> ironically yep. enough, and Magirna's a good counter to it. By itself, anyway. So Calm, mine, fire, blast, clef. Let's bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, along with the Clefable thing, a lot, a lot of new tools were given to bulky offense, even stall teams. So those uh, are some things to look out for. 
I, I, I kind of really disliking it. Like I laddered a lot in the last couple of days to get ready for this. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm burnt out. Matches are so slow. Like bulk balance is king right now. Um, if you could define gen seven with two mons, you could almost say, or a three, like, like <sighs> momentum was king, like between the Coco and other, <laughs> that was really fast like that. No, that's not the case anymore. I mean, there's still momentum. You turns everywhere, but matches are going like 40, 50 turns on average. They're long. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they get to be a little... And I think that's just a reaction that people will do when they're trying to learn a new tier. Either go hyper-offense or go stall to try and figure out what is going on. Like, I, what is... I'll be honest. What do I, I do here? Like, once I passed about 1,500... I have not seen hyper offense anymore. I don't. Not many people are running it. I don't think it's. It's hard to do. Like, yeah. like they can't tank anything. Like you have to make sure you can kill something like the Urshifu because these hyper offense teams die to one wicked strike, or mm-hmm. worse, they'll die to a uh, sucker punch. Oh, it's. I think it's rough to be hyper offense right now until things. This t- I've noticed this is happening a lot with Gen 8. So when Gen 8 first launched and we were dealing with all of the uh, Dynamaxing, everyone was like going hyper, um, hyper bulk and like crazy defensive to try to manage that. And it wasn't such a big deal when we got like the home editions, but like we're kind of back to the same thing again where everyone's going like really defensive as they're trying to get used to the new mods in the meta. And trying mm-hmm. to figure out what needs to be countered, what's not likely to say, and then kind of adjusting from there. Like we're seeing Unaware Clef again, which yeah. wasn't yeah. as popular for a while. It's been pretty much exclusively Magic Guard Clef since Gen 8 started. But we're seeing some Unawares to deal with sweeper sets. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. so- and that they can lean on Chansey a little bit more to fill the role that Clefable used to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Slowbro is here, and it's got teleport and regenerator, which is busted. Um, oh, Slowbro <laughs> is just such a hard thing because you would you wouldn't think Slowbro would be such a problem because of how good Dark uh, Dark Urshifu is, but uh-huh. teleport it, ha- man. it just comes in so easily on so many things, and when you you know they're going to switch to their um, their Urshifu single strike, and so you just hit teleport and you get you go last and you get to reset the field to your advantage again. It's just so just hard to heal. get rid of them. Like a lot and of us, heal it back. <laughs> and he gets all self. He is so hard to take out. I, I'm finding. And if uh, you've got heavy duty boots on him, he doesn't even take hazard damage when he comes in, so he's not punished for switching in. No, he is or hard Rocky, to get off. Rocky the helmet's the fun one. Rocky helmet slower is the fun one. That is true. Or no, or no item. Oh right, or the no item version. <laughs> <laughs> but Tang growth is back. Mandibuzz can run more physical. You know, Magirna's is here. here. Amoongus is here. So we got a There's 100% a Spore user again. Woohoo! Which is hard to deal with. We, I don't think this meta has really been dealing with sleep that much. Like, you get sometimes you get like Hypnosis Nine Tails, and that's like 60%. So you're not really like dealing, you're not really worrying about it that much. But now we've got a 100% Spore user again, and that's something to readjust to. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my go to has just been killing it before it can do anything. And yeah. That, that's about my only hope. <laughs> What's your favorite Pokemon to kill stall with there, Pimagi? Oh, yes. So I've gotten very frustrated with how fat everything is running right now. So I've brought back the old reliable Togekiss set that runs, uh, what is it? Air Slash for the flinching, um, Flamethrower for the steals, and then Nasty Plot and Substitute. So you can come in on a lot of things that you know aren't going to be doing much. 
you put your sub out. And so now they can't status you. They can't um, hit you with most of their moves to break the sub. You can get a, um, you get a nasty plot in there and you're off to the races. And because Dracopult's not so popular right now, you're not dealing with a lot of infiltrator shenanigans. And so you get a lot of chances to do some good damage before they break your sub, the which is thing. why I'm really hating unaware Clefable right now, because that thing is so hard to get off the field. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> you just got to flinch it like 40 times. Well, and they run protect too. So they're, they're PP stalling me. The, the unaware sets are running protect because they can't do, they can't do one of the sets the right way. I don't think they can do wish teleport on the unaware They can't sets. do soft boiled. Unaware can't do soft boiled. Oh, unaware can't do soft boiled. So they're running wish protect more. That's what they're doing. And so it's very hard to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the toga kiss though for that reason. Just the, it's great setup and there's, Especially in these slower, bulkier mons that mm-hmm. just kind of want to sit there. Like, I, I don't know how many times I've brought it in against a Ferrothorn or a Toxapex and you just kind of get the free sub and then, then you're off to the races. Yeah, they don't have a lot. Um, so you're, you, if you, they don't have unaware and then you're, you're really in a good spot. Chance is a little hard to take out, but you can sometimes get some flinch hacks to your advantage and kind of power through that. I have yeah. found. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's not just him. Uh, we also have another unaware boy of Quagsire seeing more usage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, um, no, I, oh. I that, that's, that's about, so I, I, I didn't get to your 2000 ELO. I only made it to about 1755 and I it's played at the point where he starts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, some guy like 1890 just, oh. uh, he was running like, <laughs> Him, Slowbro, uh, like Mindshu, and another Tangrowth, like three Regenerator. I, I I couldn't break through it, man. It was <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I I made him play it out though. We got up to like 150 turns. <laughs> Make him suffer. <laughs> uh, Didn't Mindshu get um, close combat this generation too? It does have it. It yeah. did. It did. And that's, yeah, I, I don't think it's amazing. But like, if if you need something for a regenerator core, it, it's available. Yeah, I've ran into it a couple of times running banded sets, and so like it can U-turn, and it's got good speed too. It's got a good speed stat, so it's got like U-turn, close combat, poison jab, and some other move, and it can. Not a lot of teams are built to handle that right away, no. and so it can it can dent your team pretty hard. I found I've run into it a couple of times, and like it's real hard for me to get off the field. So yeah, I'm not like a fan. budget Urshifu. Like my my go to answer to it has been like make sure your sub is up on Tokus. <laughs> <laughs> and then then he's food, but until then. Yeah. Because well, he has that's... Stone Edge too, I think. Yeah, he does. So he's got great coverage. But I, I don't think he'll see a ton of usage, but he's still strong. No. Watch out for him. Yeah. He's a fun little But that's niche. kinda the that's kind of the fun part, and that's kind of the cool things to keep in mind when you're going to take on OU and other things. And you know, that's a good thing to keep in mind when we're getting to the draft league is keeping these little gems in mind. So we're going to take a quick breather just as hosts and we'll be right back and we'll start talking about weird little draft league ideas for you people that are doing that that you might not have thought of. So we'll be right back after this quick recovery. And we're all better. We're recovered. So we are going to go right into draft league and kind of some 
ideas there, some theories that you want to keep in mind as you pick your Pokemon. And for those of you who are not participating in the Draft League but want to know a little bit more about it, we're going to be launching a bunch of content with this. It's one of our most popular events, both for following and for participating in. So definitely keep watch on the YouTube, keep watch on the Twitter, keep watch on just the chat in general in Discord because it's going to be a blast. And there's going to be a lot of cool content stuff that comes out of this. There'll probably be, you know, the commentary on battles that we've done before. Yeah, and, you're, you're going to see a bit of me. And, the, yeah. and then just like magic, once Draft League's over, I'm going to disappear for a year. <laughs> Until we whisper the words again and he appears out of the woodwork. But yeah, well, there's going to be a lot of content on this. And the idea is that you have 10 Pokemon to pick from, just as a real quick recap, 10 Pokemon to pick from. It's kind of like fantasy football from my understanding, but I don't know what sports are. So, <laughs> And each week you bring six against your opponent. You you know each other's 10 that they can pick, and you can always go back and watch their replays. May not be the same six they bring, may not be the same spreads that those Pokemon use, may not be the same sets, but you've got an idea what you could be up against. So you've got to make sure that your 10 are pretty solid together and be able to counter their 10 when you're up against them and start planning for them ahead of time so that's kind of the idea of draft league it'll be going on i think we're starting the draft in middle july july or so. 11th is a tentative time um for and that's for a fast draft for one of the leagues yeah this we're this, still working this on information it. is very much subject to change but yeah. talking to claude nine he was mulling over the idea of doing a fast draft for the more competitive league and a slow draft for the more casual league but none of that's set in stone he's still getting out details this is we're recording on june 23rd so by the next hour that information could change so just <laughs> exactly keep, keep by the time this the is discord. out we don't know keep your but eye anyway. on the discord so the idea is that you want to make sure that your 10 are solid. So we want to kind of go over and each one is different tiers and they cost you different amounts of points, which are what you have to quote unquote buy Pokemon. A lot of the OU staples are obviously the most expensive and things like Luxray are going to be very, very cheap. So you want to make sure that you have synergy between all your stuff. And I'll let you kind of go into that a little bit, Gio. We talked about it a little bit in that in that Pokemon Center recovery moment that we just had. So give us a little rundown on general team theory. Yeah, so you get 10 mons to choose from, and they're organized into five tiers, A through E. A being your strongest, it has, you know, like your Chansey, your High Dragon, Jirachi, stuff like that. And then E tier having things like Beartick, Claydol, Emolga, <laughs> your PUs, if you will. Um, and you have to, you, you will get six free picks 1A, 1B, 2C, 1D, 1E, and then you have 400 points of which to mix and match. And these points are spread from 180 for an A down to 40 for an E tier. So you have these 10 mons, and you're looking at a couple hundred mons here, and you're like, oh, what do I pick? And it can be a very daunting task if it's your first go of it. So I would say there's two strategies you're looking at here. You're kind of looking at a macro strategy of mons to pick and a micro strategy. The macro strategy is kind of like you need to have your coverages set. You know, you have your water fire grass core, your fantasy core of fairy, steel, and dragon. It's nice to have those covered because those are usually going to give you a little bit of everything that you need. And then, you know, ice types, ground types, you're not going to be able to hit everything. So you only get 10 moms, 
but it is nice to have these things covered. Now, looking a little more on the micro side is, especially with your first couple picks, you either want mods that are super versatile. He's not in it this time, thank goodness, but he was a steal in the B tier. Um, Infernape, because you could run him physical special, he can set up, he can pivot, um, he has priority. He, he's really good in that type of aspect. Um, oh, I remember or, how terrifying it was having that on the... <laughs> yeah, or you'd want something that was so good at one thing that it has to be answered. Like, let's take a Skarmory, for example. Like, yeah, nothing's getting through that wall unless you, you bring, like, special um, fire or electric. Like, like so, so, like, you're looking for either something that does so well um and one aspect that it needs to be answered or you will lose or something that does things really well so we used to have s tier for megas but those are gone so we have this nice mix now of like non-legendary mons which feels really cool actually but nine times out of ten because i don't think there's anything like sleeping in c tier or something that's totally busted your first and second picks are probably going to be out of the A and B tiers. Um, having said all that, there is one caveat. You want to make sure that your team functions together. You can get trapped into having some unsynergistic things, and it's not great. Um, to use Professor Snag as an example, last season he drafted a Kingdra, which is in the B tier, so it costs quite a bit because it was it's a dragon and a water, but he had no rain. So it was just a sad seahorse most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, you can dragon dance. Cool. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> going to hit you and you're going to die. So, so, so like there, there's a lot to kind of keep in mind. So I would say almost if you're prepping, don't fall into the trap of, I really want this mon or this mon. I'd almost go through these tier lists and just start ranking them yourself of what looks really good from this tier, what looks bad. Because I, I, I'm looking at the lists here as they're finalized, and I see some things that were moved around, and it's like, ah, that seems like really poor value for an A-tier mod, but maybe mm -hmm. it fits in with your draft really well. Like, I'll just use it for an example. Like, Rotom Heat is up in A-tier. Um, it's probably more than you want to spend on a mon up there, but who knows? Maybe you've set up and you really need the fire pivot and he's everything you need, but maybe you don't want it to be your first overall pick. Right. And I would, I would tack on with that as go in with kind of a, a little bit of a strategy. Um, if you know, for instance, we'll, we'll kind of go back to professor snag, but take it a different way. If you know that you're going to want to run rain, Go ahead and lock in the important things that you need first and then figure out how to fill the gaps from there. If you have a strategy that's very powerful or popular, it's likely you could be disrupted. So be ready for things to mess you up. Like, okay, I have to settle for Politoed. That's just how it goes. And okay, now I have to settle for Bear Tick. <laughs> that's just how that goes as well. But there's still, there's still sweepers and be ready for backup plans. Another thing that I would adv advise you keep an eye on is hazard control. There's a lot of people that forget about that until later on. So they get kind of a crummy defogger that is very easy to take advantage of for teams like, I don't know, 
some ones that might be centered around stacking hazards and making you damage yourself instead of them actually knocking you out. I don't know who would do that. Some horrible, horrible defensive monster player, but yeah. And, th- and I'm just looking at the list. And I, I don't, I've never done draft leagues. So this is going to be my first go around, but I see some like interesting things you can steal. Like there's like an Avalug kind of hiding in D tier and Avalug mm-hmm. with heavy duty boots and sturdy has a pretty good little rapid spin set and can be pretty horrifying if it gets iron defense going. So there's yeah. some, there are some, from there what I can sleepers. see, there are some, there are some creative options you can find for like hazard control. If you find yourself like in a rough spot, oh, you didn't get X controller. Oh, you didn't get, um, obviously you're probably not going to get Corbin. I guess someone's going to steal that guy pretty quickly. There are some, there are some interesting things hiding out in lower tiers that you can probably snag. They don't do a lot and they don't, they're not highly versatile. They don't, they don't serve a lot of roles, but they might serve their one role. Like Gio was saying earlier, they might serve that one role really, really well. And so if you find yourself, I need to fill the spot really badly. If I need, I need a hazard controller, you might be able to find some clever options. Yeah. yeah. And I, you, you can run some weird stuff sometimes in draft. Oh. Like I, I, I heard about a thunder. I, I remember hearing about a thunder ferrothorn to deal with a Pelipper one season. <laughs> I don't remember the context of that, but I remember that specific aspect. Somebody realized they could run thunder on their ferrothorn. And they yeah. knew they had no solution for like a Pelipper, and so they just thundered the Pelipper by surprise, and then bam, gone out of the way. Yep, uh, that was such a good moment. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it's, it's it's posted, and if you go up enough in the piddle chat, but I mean, you get you get to run some weird things. I had Mega Aerodactyl season one, and I ran Hidden Power Grass one week. Yeah, because <laughs> you just and need depending on what your team is, what your opponent's were, team is. They they had a Quagsire on the team, so I had yeah. Hidden Power Grass and. With a lonely investment of 28 special, you two hit KO it, so very good. I remember <laughs> I, I drafted Palisand last time, and that sucker put in work. Even without Scorching Sands, which it gets now. Pro tip, that's a sleeper stealth rock setter if you need one. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And but it's pretty low. It's some random things you really get a lot of use out of. Like another thing we mentioned earlier in the tier things, Claydol is good hazard control it can spin it can set and it can teleport like and that's sitting in e tier that's almost free yeah you can do I, all sorts of hey, stuff hey hey, weird. hey hey be, be chill be chill my brother <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i'm, I'm like i was hell-bent on hazard sets so um no it's good i i think there's a few things that are like sleeper tier this is my opinion on it rotom wash and beep tier look out for that I, th- I think it's good. Yeah. It may not be yeah. great in this version of OU, but here... It's still Rotom Wash. It's good, and it's better defogger than his Rotom Heat brother. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but I mean, it, it's a crazy format that's lots of fun. Like, Rotom Fan, um, and, or Rotom Mo is the... He's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, you, you gotta watch out. Um, the biggest things are just get... Get things that you're going to have fun with. Get things that are adaptable to different scenarios. Uh, or, you know, good at the one thing, kind of like Geo said. If they're good at the one thing, there's a reason. But then there's other things that can really take you off your off your win. Oh, I don't know. I don't know an expression that fits here. But things like the Infernape that can kind of do a little of everything. So the opponent never really knows what they're about to face down. Mm-hmm. Another example, I've drafted it a couple times, Sylv Ally. I was just looking oh, at him. I was yeah. like, man, that guy can do that guy can do 16 different types. Yeah. That's something to keep in I, mind. I, so it's, it's a bit harder because we used to do it on cart. 
whenever I would play someone with Sil Valley, Seth, I think that was you one time. Probably. I definitely had a picture up of like, all right, what color is each type? Because I didn't know that. <laughs> 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 yeah uh, i, I so, tricked a couple of people sometimes by drafting the dragon one which looks a lot like the water one and they didn't know what it was i i mean game freak helps and like it tells you if a move's super effective or not but uh, you may even be able to check but like i i don't know how to do those things i play on Sh- showdown all the time and it just tells suddenly you. draco meteor <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah there, there's a lot there's there's some hidden gems in there um for a low fee of ninety nine ninety nine an hour, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yeah, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and whether it's a fast draft or a slow draft, whether you get the exact core that you wanted or you've got to kind of quickly make things up on the fly, it it'll be a lot of fun either way. Because I mean, we're all in this together. No matter how experienced you are, someone's going to snipe that one mon that you really, really wanted, and then you've got to come up with a backup plan. So, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. that's why I was saying earlier, don't get dead set on a mon. Like, there's no Kyrum B anymore, so thankfully yeah. that that problem's taken care of itself. But that was usually the first or second mon always taken, and the Gen yeah. Seven draft leagues is too good at everything. Mm-hmm. But, but he's busted now, so cool, he's gone. <laughs> I'm going for that gravity flapple strat. Y'all, y'all watch me. <laughs> uh, you're, you can take some people by surprise with that. Uh, he, he's on. He's on my watch list. Yeah, I'm really interested in this because I there's a lot of things I've just gotten because I've been playing Smoke on Ladders for so long. Like I've just I've looked at mods and be like, yeah, you're kind of cool, but like there's there's just this core that just shuts you down game after game, and so it's hard for you to get rolling, but that core is just simply not going to exist in a league like this. So things that couldn't normally take off have a lot of more opportunity to be effective. And mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see how that plays out. He, he and, doesn't exist yet, but Jan Mega it was, is always super oh, good for draft. Oh, that was terrifying. Um, <laughs> he, he actually has really good cut. Well, not anymore because no hidden Does power. Does it need coverage? He's got tinted lens. I don't need coverage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but speed boost. He, oh, could, he always, always exactly to clean up a game. And so. you didn't know which one it was. Like the no. person could change it week to week. No, it's it's good. It's good <laughs> stuff. <sighs> but yeah, that's kind of a quick summary of draft league. We can't really give you specific Pokemon because it really depends on which ones you, the player, pick and what you pick them with. So have fun with it. Come up with an idea and try and get as complete a team as you can. Pro tip. No one's is going to actually be complete, so we're all we're all going to be struggling along with this together. Uh, there but, was one once upon a time, but that was yeah. a long time ago. That was a long time. And ago. And Tapu Koko isn't existing anymore. So <sighs> pour anyway, one out for my brother. Yeah, pour one out for Coco. We're gonna wrap it up here though for draft and quickly end on going over this ungodly team that P McGee made and made all the way up to number three on the ladder with. So we will be right back. And now for the flavor of the month. And we're back. We're going to go over this really awesome team that, like I said, and I can't I can't commend you enough, P. McGee, for getting so well on this, because that's a that is a huge accomplishment. So good on you yet again. Yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah, we're going to go over this team that you crafted and got all the way up to the top there pretty much with. So go ahead and start us off, Gio. All right. So kind of the, one of the backbones of this team is the Urshifu single strike. 
He has a choice band. His ability, Unseen Fist, is really good because you can't scout out with, um, like, Protect, Baneful Bunker. None of that works. <laughs> so you're running Wicked Blow, Close Combat, Sucker Punch, and U-Turn. U-Turn gives you great momentum if you know they have a Mandibuzz or something coming in. Wicked Blow hits everything except for those three mods we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if it but if that doesn't hit them, Close Combat does. And Sucker Punch is just a great little priority. So, like, if they have a Dragapult or something, it works great. But uh, as we've talked about, you know, substitutes on the rise for, like, Gengar, Dragapult. So, uh, your usage may vary. But, like, he only has... 96 97 base speed yeah 97 um, and this one runs an adamant nature with max max attack speed too so, so. yeah so the the priority feels nice mm-hmm. priority helps yeah priority helps a like, lot like it isn't just for these fast ghost types it, just in general it's pretty nice you have also on here corviknight running a rocky helmet he has pressure of course he's running 248 hp to give him the Odd HP stat, 8 attack, 252 defense with an impish nature. I, this is like a pretty standard set. U-turn, defog, body press, roost. I'm pretty sure this more or less been how he's been run for a little while now. Uh, you can correct me on that, P, if I'm wrong. But I U-turn. actually don't run Corviknight that much. This is, this is a rare occasion where I've ran Corviknight. I'm pretty heavily into Mandibuzz as my preferred defogger bird. But Corviknight was working better on this. I just took kind of a standard set. I think it's standard. I really don't know. It is pretty much standard. You can play with the EVs a little bit. That's pretty much all you'd really need to do. But they have skewed a lot more physically defensive because of Urshifu. So. Yeah, especially the Rapid Strike one. He'll kill himself on Rocky Helmet and have only mm-hmm. 16 or 12% <laughs> left. I mean, yeah. he'll kill you, but he'll have nothing left afterwards. Exactly. Which helps. Um, so next up is Togekiss, running leftovers, 252 special attack, 252 speed, the extras and special defense. It's running a timid nature. And so uh, it has air slash, flamethrower, nasty plot substitute. The thing that's great about Togekiss right now is everyone's running like really fat and bulky. And so there's a lot of opportunities to get in and set a sub. And there's a lot of those fat mons that cannot break the sub. And so you get a chance to throw up a nasty plot when they're forced to switch out and you can hit whatever is going to break your sub for very good damage. And then something I didn't mention earlier uh, that Togek has been helping out a lot with, um, we're seeing more Magnazone in play. Even though he doesn't have the Hidden Power Fire to deal with Ferrothorn, there's a lot of Magirna, and Magirna does not enjoy Specs Magnazone. And so a lot of times Togekiss can kind of come in as unpredictive Magnazone switch-ins or things like that, and Flamethrower will destroy it and do a bunch of damage. So Togekiss does a good job of checking Magnazones if you anticipate them coming in or you need to revenge kill them. So that's what's nice. That's on top of all the bulk, Togekiss does an important role of kind of dealing with some of the steals that are going to feed on Megirna and uh, Corviknight. And then we have Cinderace with heavy duty boots, uh, Libero, because that's such a great ability. 252 attack, 252 speed. I'm also running an adamant nature on this one. I found that the extra bit of damage helps quite a bit, and there's not a ton in that speed tier that you need to be worried about. The most concerning thing uh, for this team especially is... Specs Keldeo. Specs Keldeo has a tendency to kind of demolish the team. If they realize you're not a jolly Cinderace, they have a tendency to kind of stampede you. And so that's been an unfortunate thing to run to. But otherwise, he's pretty great. He's got Bulk Up, Pyroball, Zen Headbutt, Sucker Punch. 
uh, bulk up lets you kind of power up on things when you come in on them. So Magirna is like a force to switch out or other things that just can't do the damage of Cinderace. You can get a bulk up in. Uh, Sucker Punch, like I said earlier in the show, when it KOs Jockapult, even uninvested in with a bulk up. So it's great for handling Jockapults if they're not running subsets. And then Zen Headbutt does a great job of taking care of Toxpex, who really is not running Baneful Bunker right now. So I like, I like Cinderace a lot in this meta. He's very versatile. I, opted against u-turn because the only thing it's really helping with right now is slowbro but slowbro is often running rocky helmet and he has regenerator so you're not really doing anything to him you're just hurting yourself so you're kind of forced to back out when slowbro shows up anyway yep so that's the cinderace i've got the final two we have chancy holding an eviolite with the ability natural cure evs 248 hp 252 defense 8 special defense very standard bold nature uh maximizing defense more than doubles defense Chansey's defensive capability. Fun fact, mathematically. Yeah, because its defense though. is so low. You, it's <laughs> stupid. Moveset is Thunder Wave, Stealth Rock, Seismic Toss, and Soft Boiled. Fairly standard overall. Thunder Wave's the only interesting choice here as, as far as like general moveset. The others are very, very mm. bog standard. Even Thunder Wave is pretty standard because status is incredibly good, especially combined with that Togekiss. Uh, and finally... We have the queen herself, Magirna, with leftovers, obviously the ability Soul Heart. EVs are a little complicated, so bear with me. 248 HP, 136 defense, 16 special defense, 108 speed, and a bold nature. Those EVs are designed to, one, always live a two-hit KO from Alakazam's Focus Blast after, I think your lefties have been knocked off, in theory, from full you know there's a lot of ifs but that's something the speed is to outrun conkelder and speed creep it a little bit for other things trying to outrun conkelder and the remainder is just dumped into physical defense in order to better better your chances against things like urshifu and and such so that is what the evs are for the move set is calm mind iron defense draining kiss and stored power that set that we talked about earlier you get in you set up however you need to for the moment keep charging yourself up and heal with draining kiss as needed use your big shot move of stored power as needed and just go to town it's lethal <laughs> It's very lethal. Like we mentioned earlier, there's like the four good fire checks. And then on top of that, there's like Excadrill as a very good counter towards it. And if none of those are on the field or on the field fast enough, this thing is just taking over and sweeping the game. Even Excadrill, if you have an iron defense up as he switches in. Yes. He's only doing like 30 to 40. I've seen some adamant going around, which I think is a little scarier because they'll do enough damage on the first earthquake before you have that second iron defense. Yeah. But, Even then, though, you're not doing a lot back to it, unfortunately. That's the biggest problem. That is the problem. And a lot of the times, that there's a lot more Sand Rush Excadrills out around right now because everyone's having to run Hippo to deal with Urshifu, or a lot of more people are running Hippo. And so you're seeing a lot more of those, and it's, just, it's hard to deal with Excadrill yeah. sometimes. But Magirna's scary. <laughs> if you, you see a Magirna come in, you got to deal with it right away. You can't just let that Magirna sit there. Yeah, if you're making, if you're starting from scratch, I know you team right now. Make sure you have a Magirna answer. That's the short version of it. But good, good news for you is that that Magirna answer is also an answer to a whole lot of other things, as we've yes. said a couple times here. So it's not like you have to bring a Galarian wheezing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
yeah, that's the team. Um, really good job again, P. McGee, for creating this, piling it up as high as you have, and what, what's good your, job again. Have what's the release date on this episode? It's a couple days after today, right? So like twenty fifth. Yep, it comes out on okay. the last Thursday of the month. So twenty fifth is so this last Thursday. I would tell all the listeners who happen to peruse this if you've ever wanted to ladder, take this team and do it. Like before things settle out at the end of the month, like I'm kind of a a little rusty coming in. Like I, I've been on the top 500 before back in 2016. <laughs> I took this team. I took this team and I haven't seriously played non-random battles on ladder for like about a year. And I got up to <clears throat> like 360 is my top rank. So oh, nice. no McGee levels, but like, this can take you pretty high. Like play when you play meta stuff, it, it does well. So take this team, have some fun with it. It is expert level team, and it's not all that hard to use. No, I actually the thing I was I didn't realize when I was making the team. I kind of I realized after the fact. Besides the two walls, like all of the other four, so Cinderace, Magirna, Togekiss, and Urshifu all have the opportunity to like just steamroll a team if they don't get checked immediately. And I didn't realize that as I don't usually run teams like that, but I realize like people don't check if people don't check one of those for a couple of turns, it's very often game over. And so it's what's nice about this team is you can really punish mistakes, which is yeah. my which is how I used to run my Djokovic. So it's the same principle, I guess. If you don't check something right away, it punishes you. And so I like the punish button teams. Well, very good. But that kind of wraps up the Battlecast overall for this month. Thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for joining me. Yeah, and, uh, my pleasure. If you want to support Puckle in other ways, you can do that through things like Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc. Come to us on Discord. That's where a lot of the cool stuff happens, especially all the Draft League things. And follow us on YouTube. I think I mentioned it, but that's where a lot of content for this Draft League that we talked about is going to be happening. So it's going to be a lot of fun there. Other ways, we've got the uh, we've got the Tea Public Store and all that kind of good stuff. And you know. Just keep listening. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun for us, and it's a lot of fun, I hope, for you guys to listen to us every month. So we'll be back next month when none of this is the same anymore, <laughs> and all of the lower tiers have new friends to deal with. So whew, that'll be fun. If you're a lower tier player, next month is going to be clutch for you because you're going to have so much of this new stuff to factor into your normal team building process. So get ready for the big showdown next month. But... Until then, I have been Seth Vilo. I have been P. McGee. And I'm Dr. Gio. And we'll catch you guys next month.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.